Just like an actual toolbox, you need to have a variety of financial tools at your disposal so your retirement portfolio can handle any situation that comes your way. Scott Searles is a certified wealth strategist and the CEO of Skybox Asset Management. He can help you build a solid financial plan that will stand the test of time. This is the Retirement Toolbox Podcast. Well, hello once again and welcome to the Retirement Toolbox. Walter Storholt here alongside Scott Searles of Skybox Asset Management, serving you throughout the greater Cleveland area, but also has an office down in Bradenton, Florida for you snowbirds out there. Scott brings his more than 20 years of experience in the financial planning world into the show each and every time we do this. And Scott, great to talk to you once again. How are you this week, sir? I'm doing well, Walter. How about you? Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. Happy New Decade to you. How about that? Oh, yeah that wow i didn't even think about that yeah can you believe it we're, we're the 20 teens are over it's time for the roaring 20s once again you're right you're right so so you have any new year's resolutions oh i don't know i'm never a big resolution at the beginning of the new year kind of guy i always just sort of like when something in life needs to change sort of set your mind to it right then and do it but I don't know. I guess I'll say working on the uh, on, on in the garden and in the yard and enjoying the the quiet time of life a little bit more this year would probably be a good goal. That's a good one. Yeah. I like it. Taking I the like time it. to smell I, the roses. Absolutely. I I don't. I'm not a real big New Year's resolution guy. I always used to do that. I'm going to eat better, lose weight, kind of thing, and you know that would last like a month or two, and then I <laughs> that's overrated. I'd be done with that. <laughs> so it's yeah. I I don't really really do them much yeah. either. So no, nothing big this year for you then, huh? No, no, no. Okay. I just, I'm like you. I mean, I just, uh, you know, as the year goes on, I kind of roll with it. And well, when you have you know, as many daughters as you do, it's pretty much your news, your resolution every year is the same. And that's just to survive another year at that point, right? That, that's exactly right. <laughs> and try to lose less hair. <laughs> and lose less hair. There you go. There you yes. go. Fantastic. Well, good luck with that resolution then. But that's hopefully you can achieve that uh, for your sake. That would be fantastic. Uh, We've got a great show on the way for you today as uh, we dive into a really good topic, I think, about talking about financial advisors and the traits that you should really seek in an advisor. So whether you're maybe you're listening to today's show and you're kind of, you know, checking out maybe for the first time, uh, Scott Searles and getting to know him a little bit. Uh, we'll talk to him about the different traits that he brings to the table, but also just in general, if you're looking for a financial advisor, how can you evaluate whether you have the best traits in place possible? So we'll talk about that on today's show. We've also got a question on the mailbag from one of our listeners, Jane, wondering about retiring in exactly a year and some questions that revolve around that. So we're going to get to Jane's question a little bit later on as well. But let's open things up talking about financial advisor traits here, Scott. And you know, I think things like trustworthiness, likability and problem solving, probably somebody who's a good listener. You know, we should be describing the ideal financial advisor there. And if you're in the process of finding one, you know, your potential advisor. And so I want to talk about why it's important for an advisor to indeed have those characteristics. That's maybe the easy part. But the hard part is we'll tackle uh, the angle of, you know, kind of discussing some of the tangible ways you can determine if an advisor has these characteristics or not. So first thing that's on my mind here, Scott, is that element of trust. How do you decide if somebody's trustworthy? Is it just as simple as using your gut feeling in this case? Well, you, you know what, Walter, when it comes to a financial advisor, there's so many different people across the board and, you know, with different backgrounds and, and, and different characteristics. And, you know, what we're going to talk about today is, 
you know, these are all kind of the important traits that everybody needs to have. And you talk about trust and, you know, a good part of it is kind of that gut feeling. We all know that when we meet somebody, you know, we can kind of get a vibe right away and whether we feel comfortable with them and that, that, you know, we can trust them. Just, you know, you, you get that gut feeling. And I know it's kind of odd, but, you know, there's a lot to be said about that. And I remember I have a friend of mine that's a, uh, a police officer and he would, he told my daughters years ago, said, if you are ever, you know, meet somebody and you get a weird feeling about them, you're usually right. You know, so, you know, that's kind of the same type of thing with, with financial advisors and, and people in general, but there's a good way that you can, you know, kind of quantify that trust factor a little bit. And that's, you want to ask the advisor for some referrals and actually call and follow up with those referrals. Other people that they've worked with that are going to have similar situations as yours. And you talk to them and you can find out, you know, how their experience has been with this advisor. And, and you know, another thing is how long has this advisor been doing it? I mean, I think you find an advisor that has been doing this for two months. It's harder to get that trust factor than somebody that that's been you know doing it for 20 something years and, and been successful doing it. The other thing too, is you need to make sure that they're a fiduciary. You only want to work with financial advisors that are fiduciaries. So in other words, you know, they're, they're bound to offer advice that's going to be in your best interest. And, you know, I think those are good ways to kind of filter out that trust uh, aspect of working with an advisor. Yeah, it's a great point, Scott. And I would just say, ask lots of questions as well. And uh, that, that can kind of apply to a couple of the things that we're going to mention on the show, but ask lots of questions and you'll find out pretty quickly if somebody's blowing smoke and uh, kind of dancing their way around questions or not giving you straight answers or maybe contradicting themselves. So if you're looking for mm -hmm. tangible ways to, you know, kind of develop that trust with somebody, ask questions. Never be afraid to do those kinds of things. But lots of good suggestions there, Scott. Uh, all right. This one's a little bit different. What about likability? <laughs> I mean, how do you assess whether or not somebody, you know, you might only meet them for uh, one or two times before you end up working with somebody. So how do you determine in such a quick quick moment if you're going to end up enjoying working with somebody for a long period of time as an, an advisor? And is that important in the first place? I mean, I suppose you could be a good advisor. And even if yeah, I didn't like you that much, Scott, I mean, if you're a good advisor, then is that still a good reason to work with you? Well, you, you know what? I think likability is an important factor because they could be the world's best financial advisor. But if you don't like them and, you know, every time you go to their office, you're, you're like, oh, man, I got to go see him again, that guy. Oh, geez. So you want to make sure all of, they're going to work with you all the way through retirement that it's somebody that you're going to feel comfortable with. And I think you can tell when you just start carrying on a conversation with them. Do you have different things in common? Are they easy to talk to? Is it, you know, a strain? Is it difficult to carry on that conversation? I, I think those are, are things that you can use to help determine that likability of the, of the person. Yeah, that's a great point. I think just it's this one's more, I guess, just making sure that you like the person, not so much like you're trying to root it out, like the trustworthiness, like, do I really trust this person and trying to drill in there? The likability one should just kind of come naturally and uh, and just sort of again, it's a, a gut thing a little bit there. 
listen to your gut. But the, the likability thing, it is important because you want to feel comfortable talking about these issues with people. And if you don't like the person, eh, it's going to be hard to reconcile those two things. All right. How important, uh, how important here, as we kind of look at these different things, Scott, is the area of expertise of the advisor? Because I know a lot of people call themselves advisors, but there's lots of different specialties. How do you know if somebody's got the right skill set for your situation? Well, you know, Walter, it's just like going to see the doctor. When you need to have heart surgery, you don't necessarily go see the podiatrist. <laughs> you could, but it might not be a good result. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But we want good results here. So I think... When you're certain, if you're about ready to retire, you want somebody that specializes in retirement income planning because that is what is going to, they're going to have the skill set needed to help you best with your situation. I also think experience plays a big part in this too because if they're working with retirees and that's kind of what their area of expertise is, but you know, how long have they doing it? How many different cases, how many different scenarios and how many different client situations have they seen? Because I think that that's a big, that's going to give them that background to amplify that experience. Because anybody can say that they're, they work with retirees, but you know, you want somebody that's been doing it a while and, and really knows and understands what, what everybody goes through. And, you know, I think again, referrals, get a referral from somebody that is in a similar situation uh, as you and talk to them and, and see how their experience has been and how well that advisor has done for them also. I'm going to do one of those things, Scott, where I ask the question that I know the answer to, but I think it'll lead a good conversation anyway. And that's when it comes to listening ability. If we, As we analyze different advisor traits that are positive ones, I got to think that listening ability is important. An advisor should do a lot of the listening, not so much of the talking, at least initially, right? You know, I, you can make an argument and say that's probably number one, the most important characteristic of a good financial advisor is being a great listener because what they need to do is thoroughly understand your situation and what you're trying to accomplish. And the only way they can do that is by listening and then asking questions and then listening more because, you know, once you have that advisor gets all the information. They have to then develop that plan. If they're not a good listener, then they're not going to have a plan that's going to suit your needs. And I think one way you can kind of get an idea of how well that advisor is paying attention or listening is kind of ask them, you know, to kind of summarize your situation and, you know, what off the top of their head do they think would is going to work for you and and i think then they're going to recap back to you your situation and you know say well when i i know when i meet with clients and, and we're in a meeting and we let's say we're talking about their family and i'll usually say okay so let me make sure i have this clear you've got a daughter named susie that's 42 years old you've got a uh, a son named Jim that's 48, and he lives here, she lives there, there's got these grandchildren, and what you want to do is make sure that, that your money gets to the, the children with the least amount of taxes possible. Does that make sense? So I do that myself, and if that financial advisor is kind of not summarizing, I think asking for them to summarize is not necessarily a bad thing. All right, last uh, but uh, maybe not least, looking for a problem, and I'm going to be careful with my wording here, problem finder, not just a problem solver, but a problem finder. How does an advisor find problems that a client doesn't even know exist, and how important is that? 
Well, I mean, the that is, is extremely important too because that's why you're going to see an advisor. If you knew everything and you knew how to to find and knew all of your problems, then you know you could just go in and start figuring out how to solve it yourself. But I think experience is one of the big factors here when it comes to working with an advisor because, again, it's not going to be any different you know, certifications or designations they have, how big their firm is. It's how long has this person been doing this because, you know, again, seeing that exact situation several times, an example would be if I have a retiree that's coming in, you know, and they're going to retire in a couple years, they've got a pension plan, they've got a 401k plan, the spouse is going to get social security. You know, I've done hundreds of those. So I know the things that we need to watch out for, the things we need to look for, and then you know, kind of analyze the situation to find those problems and then develop that solution. So I, I think experience is a big factor there in being able to find those problems. That's it for my list. Any other traits you think are really important for an advisor to have? You know, I think one thing that is extremely important is that this advisor has a proactive communication approach with you. And I think you should ask the advisor how often they communicate, what you should expect from them, because you're going to be in a a relationship with them for a long time, ideally, and you want to know what to expect and what they do. So for instance, you know, how often do they communicate? How often do they reach out to you and make sure everything's okay? How often do you have reviews? You want to at least meet with somebody once a year. And, and you want to you want to know out in front what to expect from them so that you can have that regular communication so they can stay on top. So I think that that is a real important aspect of a financial advisor also. Communication, obviously, very, very important. So there you have it. Some of the top traits that an advisor should certainly have. I'm sure we could continue to list great traits that obviously you want to seek whenever you're looking to work with somebody professionally. But this is certainly a uh, great starting point. Trust, likability, area of expertise, communication, problem finding, listening ability, all of those things, very important. Uh, If you want to find out a little bit more about what it's like to work with Scott Searles and the team at Skybox Asset Management, I invite you to give the team a call if you've got any questions directly. 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. You can also go to skyboxasset.com. That's where we have past episodes of the podcast uh, that you can listen to and lots of other great information there on the site, skyboxasset.com. You can also check the description of today's show in the show notes section, uh, depending on what app you're using. It might be called something different, but where you kind of see the little blurb of information about the podcast. And uh, there you'll see a link for the tax-free retirement toolkit which is also a great starting point for many people to begin their retirement planning journey. So check out the Tax-Free Retirement Toolkit and learn about how to live a tax-free retirement with that toolkit. It's packed with lots of great resources in there, and it's absolutely free. Again, if you want to get that, just check the description of today's show, and you'll see a link where you can get the toolkit. Thanks for walking us through those, Scott, and now it's time to get to know you a little bit better. It's getting to know you time. All right, a fun question for you this week, Scott, as we sidestep the financial conversation for just a quick moment. I'm curious, what if you had to live in a different state? I'm going to force you to move out of Ohio. 
You know, I really feel like I should throw Florida in here too, though, since you kind of have a foot in Florida. We'll see. If I had to force you to live into a different state, where would you go? Well, you would think Florida would be a, a natural <laughs> answer for me. That's right. But uh, I would have to say Georgia would Ooh, probably be okay. a place I would look at. My parents live down in, a, in the Atlanta area. Okay. And so I've been down there a lot. And the nice thing about Georgia is – it's not extremely hot in the summer. I mean, it's hot, but it's not <laughs> extremely say, hot. There's certainly hot humidity, <laughs> but you know, the, they have mild winters and uh, you know, every time I go down there, I do enjoy going down there. It's tough because you know, in Ohio, I love to change the seasons. I don't mind the cold. I don't mind the snow that much, but and I like to see the change of season. So, you know, maybe even a little bit farther north, South Carolina, I would do. It seems like I'm basing this all on the weather, but I guess that's a big part of the characteristics of the state you live in. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's uh, why the people move to certain places. So, yeah, I, I, that's a, I, you surprised me, though. You came out of left field there with the Georgia answer. I didn't see that coming. I would not have guessed. So. Well, my second choice would be Alaska. So that would have, Ooh, that would have thrown your yeah. curveball, too. Now, Alaska would be really cool, I think. I wonder if it would it's get so old. Beautiful. It would get old, maybe, just being that cold and that isolated and far away. Maybe. I don't know. But it'd be fun for a couple of years, at least. And I've never even visited Alaska. so You just uh, know it'd be cool. <laughs> I don't know what I'm getting into. That's right. Don't commit to it for life. Just, you know, I, did, I didn't put a time stipulation in here, so... Whatever. Yeah, there you uh, go. I think that's that's a good <laughs> options though. Georgia or Alaska, two very different places, that's for sure. Well, yes. that's that's getting to know Scott Searles a little bit better, and now we get to know you with a mailbag question. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. I love this part of the show where we get to answer questions from listeners like you on the show. And uh, this one comes to us today from Jane and Jane says I'll be retiring in exactly a year Scott what's on the list of things I need to do before I officially walk away from work well Jane you are about at the you got to get on the horse and start doing some planning here so <laughs> you are you're one year away so I imagine you're going to be retiring in January of 2021 and you definitely have to do some planning and look at these types of things previous to retirement. Uh, number one, I, I would tell you would be you have to make a budget. You have to know exactly how much money that you're going to need in your retirement. Hopefully, you've got a lot of your debt eliminated so you don't have you know big mortgage payments and things like that. Uh, but you need to know exactly how much you're going to need to live on to retire. Then you're going to have to kind of take a look at, you know, do I have enough income to retire after taxes? The other thing a lot of people really don't think about are medical costs, medical insurance. If you're retiring earlier than 65, you're not going to be eligible for Medicare. So you're going to have to get some private insurance to cover you once you retire, and you're going to have to factor that into the budget. Social Security, another big thing, you want to apply for Social Security before you retire. So you, you kind of want to get a ball on that. You want to go meet with Social Security, get an idea of exactly how much you're going to be eligible for, and then factor that into everything too. I would tell you, you, you probably need to take a look at reevaluating some of your risk on your investments. Last thing you want to do is 
December of 2020, you're a month away from retirement and the market takes a big drop and you start panicking. So I, I think you should probably look at reevaluating the risk that you're going to take from your investments uh, in your retirement now. And, uh, you know, that would be a good starting point. I could probably go on with more and more and more things. But, you know, the biggies are going to make sure you got that medical cost, you get the Social Security straight in the way, and probably most importantly is make that budget so you know how much you're going to actually need to live on in retirement. Yeah, you got to answer that income question. Now, I know, Jane, that might seem overwhelming. That might seem like a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm a year out. I've got to figure out all these moving parts. But uh, And it is, if you go about it on your own, it is going to be hard to answer all those questions. It's a lot of research and that you don't know who to trust or who to who you're listening to if they're biased in the information that they're giving you as you try to navigate all these waters on your own. Scott, I know that's why then people pick up the phone and give you a call to talk about these things with you and to lean into your expertise and all the uh, folks that you've helped in the past kind of achieve their different retirement goals and, uh, and dreams and make sure that they've got good plans in place. So if somebody does want to reach out to you to get assistance with this kind Kind of thing, and let's say they are a year or so away from retirement. What's the process going to look like for them? How many visits and meetings will it take? And where do you step in all the different parts of that process? Well, I would say that the starting point is that to give our office a call or go to www.talktoscott.com and just schedule a phone call so that we can kind of go over your situation and, and see. And I can you know, get an idea or feel of exactly what you're trying to accomplish. But when you come into our office for your first visit, then what we do is we simply get to know each other a little bit. We just talked about, you know, some of these characteristics of, of a financial advisor that, that you want to look out for. You know, so this is where we determine a lot of these characteristics that you're going to be looking for is in that first meeting. So we just, I get an, a better idea of your situation, what you're trying to do, and we see if there's a fit, not only for us, but also for you, uh, for us to move forward. You know, then at that point, then we have another meeting where we start to develop your plan and we kind of get the foundation laid. Uh, and then we'll have another couple more follow-up meetings after that to kind of get everything all squared away before you eventually would become a client with us. So we, we do holistic planning. So we're going to look at everything from A to Z with your situation because I, I feel that's the best route to go because if you're just doing pieces and parts, you're not going to have a complete plan or a complete picture. Well, if you need any help with uh, what Scott just outlined there, you'd like to come in for a complimentary review of your plan and your situation and see what kind of questions you might still need to answer before you're ready for retirement, give a call 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. Or go online to talktoscott.com talktoscott.com and you can schedule a time to meet with a free consultation right there from your smartphone or computer at talktoscott.com and we'll put links to all the pieces of information we shared on today's show uh, in the show notes in the description of today's program so we'll put the phone number and the website addresses and all that good stuff in there for you so you have easy access to it whatever app you're using just check the description area and you'll see that info. Scott, thanks for all the help. Welcome to 2020, and uh, we'll look forward to another great show with you next time. Uh, it was always a pleasure, Walter. Go Bucks. You got it. That's Scott Searles. This is the Retirement Toolbox. I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on the next podcast. In 
Investment Advisory Services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.